Welcome to the Miracle Channel podcast. Every week, you'll hear powerful messages from world-renowned pastors that air on Miracle Channel, Canada's 24-7 Christian TV station. And if you want to watch more of their messages anytime you want, check out our online streaming service, Corco Plus. Follow the link in our show notes to create a free account in three simple steps. Today on the podcast, you'll hear a message from Leon Fontaine. Leon is senior pastor of Springs Church with locations across Canada. He's also been Miracle Channel's CEO since 2010. Leon's teaching will help you develop your own personal relationship with Jesus and walk in God's promises. You can watch his program, Leon Fontaine, The Spirit Contemporary Life, weekdays on Miracle Channel. And now, Leon Fontaine will share on the power of who you are and how you can change the world. Let's dive into the message. You know, when I was a kid, uh, hockey was interesting because Russia, before the wall, uh, you know, before the wall came down, all that went on there, it was so bad that hockey players, when they heard the truth about Canada and they would come to play, they would immediately look for, I don't know the proper word, but they would try to abandon Russia and join Canada. And to do it, they knew they risked their life and they risked their families. But when they heard that there's a country like Canada where you can make as much money as you want, where when you go there, the government can't mess with you, they can't kill you, lock you up, stop you from worshiping in your religion. When they begin to find out the truth about freedom for family, freedom of religion, they, uh, they would come over on sports teams, whether it was Olympics or two countries competing, and these athletes begin to abandon their country and want to join Canada. Why? Because they heard truth. And there's no stopping an idea whose time has come. That's why Christianity is going to take over the whole world. You know, I'm, I'm so sick and tired of these prophetic people who get on TV and the Antichrist is coming and the beast is going to rise out of the water and then you're going to have a mark and we're going to behead Christians and you're going to miss the rapture and, and they just build this, this and it's, they, they make millions of dollars selling books and spreading fear amongst Christians and many of those prophecies in Revelation already took place in 70 AD as a judgment against those who came it's, that's a whole other message think about this if Jesus died on the cross and defeated the devil, then why is the devil rising up and beating the church? If Jesus defeated him and took away the keys of death, hell, and the grave, and he says, greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world, then how in the world does that quote-unquote antichrist, which that word doesn't even appear in Revelation, how's he going to rise up and control the world? How's he going to rise up and take out Christians so Jesus has to ride back on a white horse and rescue his church? Come on. Are you that naive about the word of God that the church is going to go out because we're a remnant barely hanging on and, and sin's going to abound and take us out where sin abounds, grace does much more abound. He's not coming back for a whip church. He's coming back for a church without spot and wrinkle. He didn't say just preach a little bit. He said disciple the nations. And I've got news for you. I don't care what ISIS is doing. I don't care what the government's doing. I don't care laws that get changed or passed. The church of Jesus Christ and the message of Jesus will continue to infiltrate and get through the world, even if it goes wrong. It's taken out the planet. (laughs) 
nations may get it wrong. Our government may get it wrong. I'm not saying we're not going to go through tribulation. The Bible says all who, who, who are worshipped to serve God are going to go through tribulation. But he says, don't worry about it. I've overcome them all. Yes, nations will make mistakes. Governments will make mistakes. Yes, we'll pay for it. All I'm saying is the word of God 2,000 years ago started with one man who never traveled more than 100 miles from his hometown. And today, that is now around the planet. Christianity is the biggest religion on the planet. And the, it is spread in 2,000 years, and now it's all going to die out? Wah, wah. Oh, the big bad devil's coming with a computer out of Europe. We're going to put a number 666. If you take the number, you're going to hell. Really? If you stamp a number on your hand, you're going to go to hell. Anyway, I'm mucking with someone really good. The church seems fascinated by a whole bunch of prophecies, and they're trying to figure out end-time news out of Revelation, and they're just not computing. Go to what Jesus did on the cross. Go to the commands of Jesus to go to the world and disciple nations. <laughs> you can't do it, but try. Why is it that every religion in the world is trying to come to a Christian country? Because Christian countries are based on Judeo-Christian principles and laws. And these countries rise up and they want to leave what their religion has done and get over here to where Christianity has raised up freedom and honoring women and kids and schools and education and a freedom to worship how you want to worship. Jesus and the truths of God's word cannot be stopped. It is out of the box and it's going country by country. And the fastest growing religion in the world, if you want to call religion, is Christianity. Might not be in America right now, okay, but in the world, I know one man who started 5,000 churches in 120 countries in the last 20 years, one man, you know that 4% of all the Christians are in North America, the other 96% are in the rest of the world, why do we look at America and Canada and think, oh, we are the way the church is going, no, we're not, Canada and America has the smallest churches on the planet, I'm speaking in churches where they line up 14 times in one day. All around the blocks by the thousands to sit in churches. And you think the church is dying? The message of Jesus Christ and the truth of Jesus is touching lives. It's the church in America and Canada that's... <gasps> it just takes one person to wake up and realize. You see, when you hear truth about Jesus, you'll never be the same. When you've got... A little teenage girl who's already had an abortion, been abused and misused by a dad, uncles. It's living a life of not knowing what love is. Parties every night to anesthetize all the things she's done and she feels like crap and she feels like nobody. And one day she comes to church because someone finally invites her. And you think that she's got everything going for her because she's the greatest partier and, the, and the, the most fun girl at every... And you think she's got it all together. Inside, she's dying, ready to take her life. And someone finally invites her out to church. She sits in a chair and hears that Jesus will wash her as white as snow. She sits in a church and finds out that the truth is that Jesus will forgive her for everything that she's done wrong. And every horrible thing that people has done to her, he'll heal up the hurt and remove the residual, and that she'll be as clean as snow, a child of God, a princess for him, and he'll give you a new life. He'll, oh, 
you don't think that that idea, which is truth from God's word, is going to plant in her heart? And she's, she might not accept Jesus the first service, but she's never going to forget there's a Jesus that loved her and died for her. And at the cross, it was paid. And that whenever she chooses him, a new life is hers and a new family. You see, the gospel's such incredible good news. What about that person struggling? with who they are, low self-worth. You could have been raised in a good family. You could have gone to church, but had the hell slapped out of you and preached at and stomped on your entire life till even religion has got you sitting here going defeated. And all of a sudden you hear the truth that you're the apple of his eye. That if you were the only person on the planet, Jesus would have died just for you. That he wants you to live, really live to get a life, to experience every desire. He wants you to rise up financially and health and relationally. He wants you to know the risk and the joy of an adventure with your life, not some pathetic little existence. When you begin to hear the truth from God's word, it gets planted in your heart and you'll never be the same. Just like that guy in Russia, that athlete who hears and sees on TV and hears about what it's like to be in Canada. It might take him 10 or 15 years, but he'll figure out a way to get here because that's the dream. When you hear the gospel shared in a way that's done right, it puts as a seed in the heart of that person and they'll never be the same. That girl still might hit a few bars, still might be used by a few men, but somewhere, somehow, crying out in the middle of the night, she will reach out to a Jesus who will set her free and wash her clean and give her an amazing marriage and a beautiful life and an incredible career and take what the devil tried to stomp the hell out of and make her one of God's crowning creations because that's what the gospel does. And when we share the gospel and the truth of God's word, it changes lives. It changes communities. It changes cities. It changes countries. The Bible doesn't say, go tell them about Jesus. Get them saved. It doesn't even say it. It says, disciple them which means to bring the teachings of Jesus to every country in every language until they know the cross, they know who they are, they know how special they were. That from the beginning of, of time, God had a plan to rescue every person who'd ever abandoned him or didn't even know who he was. The Bible is amazing good news. Why are so many preachers preaching bad news? Why are so many people preaching judgment? Why are so many people pre presenting God as this big despot with a big white beard and fangs and he's got an angry scowl on his face and he's going to kill you sucker if you get out of line the word of God is God's thoughts God's word are God's ideas God's word is God's thinking so stop treating the Bible like you have to read a chapter today to get a gold char star on your chart in heaven hey Leon Good for you. Did a chapter today. Right on, man. You the man. It's not about reading the graphe. It's not about reading some kind of magical word. It's about falling in love with Jesus and then finding out what he really did for you. Well, the Son of God came and he died on a cross for you. And he didn't just die to get you to heaven. He died to get you a life, John 10, 10 says. So what are you doing living in the averageness of what you're doing? What are you doing living in the pathetic, uh, you know, oh, woe is me and I'm trying. Why don't you get up and walk in his love and walk in his joy? Help him build his church. Get planted in the house of God. Live differently in every area of your life and stop using excuses for everything that you've got. Well, you know, I can't do this because I live in Canada and in my color of the skin and my, it's not my first language and well you know I'm the wrong side of the tracks stop 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 
Let the limousines of God's word drive up to your house, knock on your door, and go, surprise, surprise, you're the son of a king. Surprise, surprise, you're royalty. Surprise, you've got an inheritance so big you'll never spend it in one lifetime. Surprise. What does God's word do to you? Haven't got time to get into it, but when you look at the things that God's word does, how it nourishes you, there's some days I get up and I feel mighty low. You ever have one of those mighty low days? You kind of wake up, you kind of go, oh, why am I doing this? Who am I? Is God real? Is this just a fairy tale we're spreading from father to son? And you can just feel yourself spiritually yuck. Those are the times I get a hold of a good teaching tape. Now, some of you keep thinking that you can only read the Bible. That's the purest way to know God. Listen to me. Why would God bring gifted teachers and pastors and evangelists and prophets and apostles into our world? Because it's not memorizing the Bible. You know, Khrushchev memorized the entire New Testament, and I think he's in hell. He denied Christ. He was, a, he was an atheist. He denied his existence, but he memorized the entire New Testament. Hey, the devil's got the whole Bible memorized. He used it against Jesus. He's going to hell. It's not the graphe. It's not just knowing the facts. It's the revelation of who Jesus is and who you are. So if the Bible is, you're new in the word, and, and, and I hear this a lot. You know, I read the Bible, I just don't get it, or I fall asleep. Cool, then go get a great teaching series. We've got like 80 of them in the church on every topic you can imagine. Grab a great teaching book that you know is from someone that'll take God's word and break God's word out for you, showing you this is his grace. This is how faith works. This is what happened from the cross to the throne. And begin to immerse yourself into the truths, the logos, the logic of God's word. That's why stop picking a church because it's got the best gym or because you get to have a position and go find a place where you're going to be presented the word of God and truth will confront you on the lies that you've taught that'll make you rise up and live a life. And it doesn't matter how far you go, it's going to keep saying, come on, you can do better. Come on, let's get up. Let's go for it. Let's do something we've never done before in every area of our life. Let's have it all. A great marriage and great kids and a great career. That's rare. It's usually one of the three. Guy's got his wife or he's got his kids or he's got his career. I want it all. <laughs> I want it all. I don't want to give up on anything. And only, only in Jesus. Only in Jesus. So, final thought. You know that God's presence isn't here to do it for you? God's presence, that's why people who pray, God, help me, he's already given it to you. So get a hold of his promises. And as you meditate on his promises, faith rises up inside of you.
It gets into your heart. And this faith on the inside of your heart connects you to the life that you want. Attracts the things that you believe, both positive and negative. According to your faith, so be it done to you. So be careful with the fears that you allow in your life. Be careful with the anxieties that you allow to stay in your mind. Be careful with the words you allow the people you hang out with. There's people I'll never hang out with because it'll take me a week to clean out the crap they put in my head. Get me around people who believe. I can find doubters everywhere. Don't tell me it can't be done because when oh, everyone's saying it can't be done, someone will always come running past you doing it. Hang around with people who know their God understand his word and are doing something with their lives don't hang around with the peanut gallery my dad always called psalms chapter one said, don't sit in the seat of the scornful that's a peanut gallery it's the people that have a reason for everything it's people who all they can do is gossip and talk about others because they don't have a life so inquiring minds want to know because their mind's not on their future their mind's not on their uh, great dream so all they do is sit around and criticize what's a critic it's a guy who's never made a movie but criticizes him in the paper what's a food critic it's a guy who's not a chef because he never made it as a chef or he'd be doing chef work so he criticizes them in a magazine <laughs> world's full of critics stop listening to him stop listening to him you're a lion stop listening to the goats lions don't care about goats opinions that makes sense i think that makes sense <laughs> i love god's word because every time I read it, it shows me I, there's, I can know him better. I can have more peace, more joy. I can handle more. If you're getting freaked out by four employees, how come a guy that doesn't even know Jesus can handle 40,000 in four countries? Come on. If, well, you know, my marriage is, is just rough right now. Hey, I know people without Jesus who've got better marriages than you. Come on, get into God's word and learn the principles. And get out and forgive and die to yourself and learn to minister. and, and get, like, Don't let the excuses of life shut you down. I'm trying to say today that there's a secret life. The whiners don't find it. The language of excuses live their entire lives telling you why it can't be done. Don't be telling somebody that it can't be done while they're doing it. Just get out of the way. Because I'm going to have, I'm going to, I've chosen already. I'm going to have a life that has it all, does things for God. I don't mean a life, I don't mean a self-serving, everything's about me. I mean a life that's filled with adventure serving him. A life that knows his presence, his peace, his joy. A life that's for something bigger than just my own fulfillment. But in the midst of it all, of following him, guess what? God's goodness will chase you down. His goodness and mercy will follow you all the days of your life. I remember when I was a kid, we used to sing this song, surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days, all the days of my life. I thought surely goodness and mercy were three women. Surely goodness <laughs> and mercy followed you all the days of your life. <laughs> then I found out when I got older, no, it's just saying surely for sure his goodness will follow you. You might have made some mistakes. You might have fallen down. You might be in a mess right now, but I got news for you. Turn to Jesus. You know, just, just seek his way. Stop mucking with what you're doing. His power will take you out of that addiction. His presence will help you deal with that desire. Rise up 
and do something great for God. Just make a decision. There's a secret life. There's a mystery, Colossians 1 says, hidden for generations. It's Christ in you. And if you want a life, stop focusing on fixing this and instead get his word in here. Because when an idea comes that you've heard preached, that prosperity is for you, that health is yours, and those seeds get planted, you'll never be the same because you've discovered truth. Like that man in Russia, like that kid whose mom died keeping him warm. I don't care how, which way you look at it. Let's just stop living wah, wah. And don't tell me it's hard. Don't tell me, I don't know anybody doing it. I know hundreds personally that I so admire them. Their marriages, their families, their finances, their careers, their way of thinking, how they know God, how they know Christ. It's stimulating to watch them. And there are thousands and millions following Christ, not in a defeated way, but in a way that says, oh, life is good. Thanks for joining us today. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to hear more great messages from inspiring teachers like Leon Fontaine. Rate this podcast and write a review if you haven't already. And share this message so others can be encouraged by this teaching too. So subscribe, rate, review, and share. We hope you were inspired by today's message. God bless.